named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add, adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello and welcome to today's episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. My name is Mark Worrell and I'm joined by Sam Hunter. Sam, I feel like a bit of a habit, but I'm going to have to say this every time, I think. How are you, my friend? Uh, good morning, Mark. Hello, listeners. I'm really well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's not a great deal to report in my world. Um, I feel like I've reached like a reasonable point of equilibrium where uh, we were talking just before we hit record about routine and how I was looking forward to getting back into like a routine where I've got more than just a suitcase full of clothes. <laughs> um, but actually I've, I found a bit of a cadence uh, with like work and personal life over the last few weeks that seems to be suiting me really well. Um, so nothing too extreme from, from me to report this week. How about you? How did uh, everything go that we spoke about last week? Yes, um, pretty well, I would say. I was actually trying to reflect on it a little bit before um, we jumped on this call this morning. And I had I had a bit of personal disruption last week, which threw, threw me off a little bit. Um, but having said that, I actually really kept to my high performance week and had a lot of good prospecting sessions. So I think I've got in some really good habits that I'm keen to maintain. I jumped on a call with Simon Gates and he gave me you know, loads of value as he always does. Um, said I'd send 100 letters out last week, sent 150, I think it was. Um, have booked a number of property advice meetings and um, also from the prospecting and keeping in touch with previous property advice meeting, I've um, got a take on confirmed at 500,000 as well, which should be coming out at the end of this week. So um, pretty positive, definitely could be better. I know that I could um, do more activity, but I think under the circumstances, um, I'm quite happy with that. And it just goes to show that actually putting the time in the diary and most importantly for me, sticking to it um, mm. from a prospecting perspective is just, you know, so valuable to the business and, and so valuable to me personally. Nice. And I think when you, when you put it so eloquently and so simply like that, time and consistency, time and consistency, forgive me, spending the business is so valuable to yourself and to your business. <clears throat> Next time, anyone who's listening to this thinks to themselves, I just can't be asked today. <laughs> Remember what Mark has just said, the time spent on those sort of core activities. Was it hard by the way? No, I love, I love it. Genuinely. There you go. I, I, I don't know. I know some people don't love it, but I genuinely love the challenge. One of the things actually that I've, um, if I would be hypercritical of myself is it would be when I've had a good result, I've, taking my foot off the gas so if I booked an appointment or booked to take on I never thought oh job done for the day and I think that's probably just getting back in the habit of doing it um and you know being con consistent with it because I want more than one one result but that would probably be one of my um, consistent but it was really well received that conversation that we had last week and a few people reach out to me so thank you very much mm -hmm. to those listeners who did with you know some ideas for that we can do for, for prospecting and, and and stuff like that so um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who was having that pain, you know, in the early part of this year. Yeah. And I think actually 
a note on, on some of the feedback that we've been getting as well. It really does help us sort of craft where we spend our half an hour on a Tuesday morning, who we invite onto the show to share their expertise as well. So keep that feedback coming because it is really useful. Firstly, from just a, a plain ego perspective, it's nice to know people listen, but actually <laughs> if we can have, you know, we talked about it uh, a few weeks ago, if we can deliver one piece of value in half an hour, we've done our job. Like we've, we've made this not a waste of time. Yeah. And that is genuinely what we're trying to do week in, week out, not waste our own time, not waste your time listening to it, doing whatever it is that you're doing as well. So on that note, uh, I got a bit of feedback last week, which was just about the sort of rinsing that we gave a particular television show that's going around at the moment. Um, and my response to that, which I then sent to you was fair play to those guys. One, they've got a TV show, like for all of the negative press that came with it, They've one, got a TV show. Two, they're still stock on the market that they've got. Mm-hmm. And three, they walked out of there on, I think it was the third episode uh, or maybe the second, but they walked out of there with a 2.5% fee. And uh, this may surprise some of the uh, longer-term or short-term listeners of our show, but Mark and I do sort of have a rough idea of, of the topics that we want to take this show on over time as well. And fee was one of them. And we thought, actually... If stock is really tight, then one of the best ways that you can protect revenue, income, fees, whatever you want to call in your business, is to raise your fees. So if the pool is is smaller, you've got to dig deeper, if that makes sense. And we yeah. thought, why don't we have a very high-level conversation around how you could go about raising your fees? Because I think it's something that there is not one estate agent everywhere. You, you made the point then that Sometimes you get a take on or you book a, a property advice meeting and you take the foot off the gas. Now, that depends on your goals, right? And we talked about this at the very start of the year. You've got to have goals. You've got to write them down. If your goal is just one like success a day, tick that box and have that. If it's more than that, then don't take your foot off the gas. Mm. But you've got to have a goal around <clears throat> excuse me, what your average fee looks like as well because that can make a massive difference in how many take-ons you need, how many property advice meetings you get, how many prospecting loads you got to send out, how many phone calls that you make as well. Because, you know, in um, it's like, uh, it's just, what is your average price? What is your average fee? And, and looking at that and asking yourself that tough question of, is that really where I want it to be? Does that align with the kind of agent I am? So I think there'll be some real benefit in us spending a little bit of time today talking about, how do we get from, you were telling me a story before about a, a neighboring agent of yours. How do we get from half a percent to one and a half to two and a half percent, even more eventually? Because I do believe, uh, and it's a bit like um, other industries, there's a real separation happening right now. Mm. And it will only get cheaper for some and it will only get more expensive for others. And I know which camp I'd rather be in. And I think at the moment, I think this is a really good time to have this conversation because I know with the team members within our business, I've been speaking about it. And there's probably a real temptation for agents who are going out desperate for stock, if you want to use that terminology, because there will be agents that are, that are desperate for stock, desperate for stock, and they will drop their fee to win that stock because of a view that boards breed boards and, and, and all of that. And I think in this market now, today, and throughout this year, all of that stuff that you just said about fee, if you can hold your fee level 
at the level that you're happy with it and even push it up, that will make a massive difference to your business this year because once you start taking on stock at a low fee, it's a very, very difficult habit to get out of. And I think it, there's, a, there's a lot of work about mindset um, and having the confidence in your fee, but I think having the confidence in, in the fee comes from having a superior service to your competitors. So I, I, I mentioned to you, we're, we're 30%, we're third more expensive than, than one of our competitors. And I must admit, I wear it like a bit of a badge of honor. Um, I'm you know, really proud that we, we only have to sell you know, two thirds of the properties that they sell to make the same amount of money. And that's the business model that I would rather, rather w- work on. Some people mm-hmm. are different, they, you know, different business models out there, and I'm, I'm all, I'm all you know, happy to hear that. But I would rather work with less clients on a higher fee and provide a better level of service and get better results for the clients ultimately. And that's what you've got to be really confident of, not just that you know, you've got this and you've got that, but actually the results and being able to prove those results and being able to demonstrate what you achieve for your clients. And we've just, we've just been through an exercise of knowing our numbers um, and we've been through all of the data from last year. And now when I'm going into property advice meetings, it's we're the more expensive agent because we get you X percentage more um, uh, of the asking price, basically. Yeah. And I think you, you've touched on, I, I think a really couple of crucial points there in that it is mindset, but I think before it's mindset, it's actually the decision. So you've got to make a decision that, I am worth X. So it's almost, um, you know, we talked with Martin when I first got out here about listening to the cliches. So big cliche, uh, one sort of famous habits of highly effective people, right? Start with the end in mind. Yeah. So if you want to charge two and a half percent, what does that agent look like? So it is about making that decision. It's about then matching that your mindset. And actually it's being really disciplined because you talked about you have to deliver an, a, a service that warrants that high fee. And I think really high level of service comes from a really high level of discipline. This is not going to be the sexiest conversation that you and I have ever had, right? And we've had some pretty sexy conversations <laughs> on and off air. But it's true. You've got to decide that you're worth it. You've got to understand what that actually means. And then you've got to do the same boring shit day in, day out to get there. There's a guy that I used to work with uh, called Dennis Nazar. And the story goes that this guy came to Australia. He's from Croatia, came to Australia when he was in his 20s, barely spoke a word of English. He's one of the most successful real estate agents going around at the moment. He, He literally stood on stage in a room full of people at a conference that I went to maybe 10 years ago, call it eight years ago. And, and people asked him, like, what do you do? And he said, every time I get home every night, I polish my shoes. Well, class basics. Right. And it's, it was so that he didn't have to worry about it in the morning. But he said, people always know shoes because I take them off when I get to the front door. Mm-hmm. If they're scuffed, there goes the reputation. If I'm walking into it at this point in time, it was a million dollar house, probably like $3 million now. If I'm walking mm-hmm. into a million dollar house and I've got scuffed shoes, there's no way I'm getting 2.5%. There's no way I'm getting the listing. So it's an incredible mindset, isn't it? Yeah, and it and it's discipline. That's what comes back to that. Like that story is just stuck in my mind when we decided we we're going to talk about this because it is, it's not here's the words to say, and this is what you do, and these are the grass you throw in front of them. It's it's you make a choice and you figure out what a two and a half percent agent looks like. You know, we've had them on this show. 
they do things so differently to some, even the other great agents we've had on this show. And they do things so differently to the majority of agents who listen to this. We haven't interviewed yet. And that's the massive difference, you know? So for me, let's talk about Dennis, right? So your personal presentation has got to match your fees at the end of it, at the end of the day. Um, And I think, and that doesn't mean you have to be suited and booted, but it means that you have to look meticulously professional every time you go and see somebody because that is the expectation they're going to get from you particularly if they're going to rock up against somebody else who may be a third or more cheaper than you and they've got an unironed shirt untucked pants and some scuff shoes and maybe some mud on it from whatever they were before right your fees have to match your experience so what are you going to do for them and i think that's really where we should spend a lot of time today and then the experience kind of takes care of the result yeah, because if you're giving somebody a really incredible experience, it doesn't mean that you're just pandering to their needs all the time. It means you're telling them the truth and you're telling them it really, really, really often. So if you want high fees, talk to your people more than once a week. Yeah. If you want high fees, polish your shoes at the end of every night. If you want high fees, download Grammarly so that when you send an email or on your phone or text message, there's no spelling mistakes. <laughs> you know, I genuinely one of the things, the best things I've ever done for my personal business, I guess, in anything I'm trying to do is put a 10 second delay on my emails. Yeah, I agree. Because I send it and I'm like, shit, I don't want to say that. Or actually, it's a bit <laughs> like when you write something down, you're writing a blog, or you're writing a post, and you post it out and you think, I could have said that better. And you know instantly. And so you've got time to call it back and try again. Or you make sure that you're using the right your or your or there, there, and there, because that stuff really matters, particularly. If you've got one shot, we talked about it the other day, you've got one hour to, to get your story across to someone so that they're going to walk out of there knowing that you are 100% worth whatever fee you're in there to command. Because you made that decision, because you've got that mindset, because you're disciplined enough to show up all that time as well. So for me, it's like, if you want to charge 2.5%, and I think that's a really fair number for a lot of people to go to, even in markets where properties are worth a hundred grand. I think it's really important to be going after those big fees there because then you can genuinely transform your business. Chances are you're operating in a volume market. Yeah. To go from 600 pounds, which I see some people charging in the 90,000 to a hundred thousand pound bracket Mm -hmm. to two and a half grand is unbelievable. And in the market that we're in and we'll still see for so long, if you're listening to this, put your hand up, and give us some feedback that you did. If you think I could probably negotiate another two and a half grand for my clients, if it was a hundred grand, I'd probably negotiate another three or four or five grand for my clients at that level, given the market that we're in. So why aren't you commanding that fee to start with? Yeah. I think a great, a great question that you can ask clients on that is, you know, are you looking for the cheapest estate agent or do you want the most money in your back pocket and have the confidence to actually have that, that conversation with them. I just want to come back to a couple of things that you said there. Um, I love the discipline of uh, polishing your shoes every night. And I think what you can probably see from that, that's an example of everything that would run through the business. So how disciplined his, his week will be is probably shown by the fact that he, he does that. But actually, I thought something that you said would be a great exercise for people to actually do after listening to this podcast and do it with their, their colleagues and, um, and teammates would be, you know, if, have a conversation about what does the agent that you want to become at the percentage that you want to be, what does that look like? And what does that service look like? Because I think you're absolutely right. In fact, and it's something that we've not done as a business. We've pushed our fees up and we're keen to keep that going. I'm getting to the stage now where I want to go up again 
Um, and given that we're already a third um, more expensive, having a bit of resistance in the business to do that. But it probably makes sense to sit down and say, right, what do we, what do we want to charge? And how do we get there? What does that look like? And then put the steps in place. I think that's a really, really, really good exercise to, to do um, on, on that. I think one of the challenges people have is the fear of rejection. So let's talk about when you get the question from a client, are you negotiable on your fees? Um, I always think I... that... Sorry, you go. I always think that agents take that as a view that they've got to say yes. And I think that is the wrong view of it. My personal opinion is if they're asking you that question, it's either something they've read on a blog somewhere, get agent, or um, it is something that is a buying sign, basically. They're saying that they want to use you, but they just feel that they've got to have that, that conversation. Um, what are your thoughts on it? So there's, I think there's two reasons. Um, why people will always ask you that question. Maybe three reasons, actually. So the, the first reason is because the other agent has negotiated on their fee. Yep. So they just naturally assume everyone will. Yep. Um, the second reason is because it's human nature to want to like pay less for anything. <laughs> There's nothing like, genuinely, I will try and pay less for everything. And it's just asking a question. I remember I, I was like going to, you know, when you join a gym and you get those free like bonus PT sessions where they're like, come and, will train you and then it's only like 90 quid for an hour or whatever the hell it is. And you're like, well, if you do it for 45, I'm in. And they kind of just like smile at you and they're like, um, that's not what I said. Um. And interestingly, I've never had a PT reduce their fee. Um, probably I've never been to a PT. So there's probably something to learn in that. Maybe we can talk to some of those. But I think the, the third reason, and, and this is the most important reason, is because you haven't given that experience, that service beforehand. So you haven't justified to them what your fees are. And they're almost expecting you to be like everybody else. So I think we should come back to that question. But I think what we need to talk about first is what that service looks like. So that's a really good exercise that you just suggested for everyone to go away and write down. If we went 2.5% every single time we go out, what have we got to do? Because I think if we can make some really like simple suggestions now you've got to have like a, a pre-list kit so you've got to be delivering value and information from the moment that that uh sales advice meeting or property advice meeting valuation market appraisal whatever you want to call it from the moment that's booked you've got to be delivering some value it doesn't matter if it's digital you, I, I was always a fan of doing things physically but we are we live in a digital world now and it's much more scalable it actually allows you to hold a lot more profit in your business as well, but make it a really world-class digital experience or any sort of experience. But there has to be something that you send them that is all about you and all about the market before you go and see them. Your brag book. Because then the me exactly the brag book, the but it, it's not so much just testimonials. It's here's a market report on what's going on in your house. Here's a bit of information about our office and our history. Mm -hmm. Here's what you can expect from us, almost like a calendar of everything you can expect from us over the next eight weeks leading to a uh, completion and you send it to them. So you can say, here's everything that you need to know. So that when I come and see you at 11 AM on Friday, the 20, whatever it is, fifth, uh, we can make that entire meeting about you and you get that to them ASAP. Let me know if you have any questions. That's got to go out. That's non-negotiable. If you're not doing that, you're not two and a half percent probably struggling to get 1% I reckon because there'll be a 1% agent who is doing that such as that, 
that strategy, that tactic has been around for so long, it's almost become commonplace. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, again, let's talk about cliches, like the better your questions, the better your income. So what are your qualification questions? You know, so like the triple Q, if you can remember that. So quality qualification questions. Try saying that three times fast. Like what, what are they? Because it's not why you're moving. Everyone's going to ask that question. Where do you want to live? Fine. How many, what about, how many, where, where how many bedrooms does your house got? Yeah. Definitely how long you lived here for? What about like, what's the best memory you've had in this house? I love what attracted you to this property when you bought it. I love, love yeah, what made you fall? But, but again, I think what, what attracted you to this property sounds like a script. So that's the trainer talk versus the agent talk. The agent talk is like, what made you fall in love with the house? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree, actually. Um, and then change, change so the secret here is they'll tell you what it is. And then you get to say, the reason why I asked that question, Mr. and Mrs. Worrell, is because that's what I want to use as the opening line of your marketing. Everyone else is going to say ABC Estates is delighted to present this well-appointed three-bedroom semi in what? Preston. I want to say it had a beautiful south-facing garden that caught the sunset every day. Who's going to get the better inquiry? I would ask that question back. That's a great qualification question because you're bringing them into your process. You know, The better you get to know your clients and their reasons for living there, the better that your clients are going to want to pay you big money. Yeah, and you've got to let them know that you understand that. I think that's that's one of the things is the quality of your listening within the experience. So great questions, listening, but then also making them aware that you've heard what they've said. So which is exactly, you know, the example that you just gave there. I really like what one of our jobs as agents is to try and unlock the hidden value that the clients know is in the house, but they probably don't know that they need to tell people that to get a mm. premium price. And that's the key as well, isn't it? Premium price. You know, if you want a premium price for your service, you've got to deliver premium prices for your clients. So you need to find ways to unlock the hidden value that the client knows and make it important to them by demonstrating that that's how you get better results. Um, because I don't think there's very many agents that will be you know, sitting with clients and asking those sorts of questions, really understanding them and then demonstrating that they've understood them as well. So, you know... I think it's about the house that no one else knows. Yeah. I've never heard that. And I think that's magnificent. Imagine you sit down across somebody today when you've got evaluation and you say to them genuinely, before we do anything else, my job is to understand what made you love this place so much. Cause I need to unlock that hidden value so that someone else sees it straight away. And ideally two or three people see it straight away and then price takes care of itself. That like you're already one and a half percent. If you ask that question. Because coming back to your point of when someone tries to negotiate, they, one, they may not because you've done such a fantastic job of not doing a valuation, but you've yeah. genuinely got to know them. You know, everyone else will call it qualification. You understand what they love about the house, what they loved about raising their family there or kicking their family out or whatever it might be. And you know exactly what their needs are and how you can serve their needs. So, and again, like I think all of that, is, is a part of negotiating. So if you've got all the answers from them about them, when they ask you questions, you've got all the answers from them about them. And they so know why are you so much more them. than this? Well, did Barry ask you about that? Does Barry understand how to unlock the hidden value of your home? No, he doesn't, but we could just go and tell him that. But would you? No, they wouldn't, you know? No, absolutely. Does that instill you confidence that I can get you 30% more if that's the difference in fee? 
you know it, we're talk, and then you, you'd qualify it out then so you'd be like well the difference if we're going to sell your place 450 grand and i want my two I'll call it two percent i'm nine grand he could be one percent right so that's four and a half grand do you think that i can't get you four hundred and fifty five thousand? i must admit i think that's that's one of the key things back with fees is to qualify it back and then almost to demonstrate how straightforward it is to negotiate because you you win it at negotiating time so we had a property locally um that was sold to the first viewer so i have a client who's looking for something desperate for something sold their house um I sent them a property that's on the market with another agent last week. I said, look, you need to go and see this. It's just come on, go book a viewing. Booked a viewing on Saturday. Text me Saturday afternoon. Just cancelled our viewing. They sold it to the first person. I was like, well, I definitely would not have done that. And because at that negotiation stage, we can more than earn our fee. And when you start to say, well, what's, you know, what's half a percent or one percent on a property price if i have some good questions at negotiating so you demonstrate your your skill at questioning when you're actually at the advice meeting but then i think you also have to talk them through a little bit how you negotiate and how you negotiate people up and then demonstrate that with some with some stats because i think that's a really important thing to do and ultimately if you're skilled in this job in negotiating then it's very easy to demonstrate how you you earn you know more than earn your fee if if you can understand I mean, I, I'm going to come back to your point about if you know what the hidden value in that home is, then you can say to them, the reason why I command it is because I understand things about your property and what it's like living here and your neighborhood and the lifestyle and everything that no other agent has. You've just told me that. Yeah. Do you think that that's worth five, six, seven thousand pounds? Because I believe coupled that with the marketing that we've already talked about, it's probably worth more. And I must admit, one of the greatest examples that Stephen Brown gives is about asking them if they'd have paid more for the property. And actually, yeah. you can you can fill that back in. So you could say, right, what have you learned about the property since living here that you've loved? Oh, we love that, you know, the fact that the sun sets on the garden and we sit out there with the gin and tonic at half six on the summer's evening. If I'd have told you that before you bought the house, would you have paid another 5,000? Oh, yeah, I'd have paid another 10, 15,000. There you go. And that's why I want the information. That's why I'm going to um, tell prospective buyers. And that's why I'm going to get a compete, competing um, scenario and get you more money than any other estate agent. Yeah, and you may pay me more, but you're going to end up with another six, seven thousand pounds in your pocket. And that is genuinely why I do what I do. That's why people are happy to pay me what what I ask for. If that makes sense. And I think that's a really powerful line as well. <clears throat> that's why people in the past have been happy to pay me what I'm worth, because invariably they end up with significantly more in their pocket than somebody else who was charging half the amount. And that's really what we're here to do. Social proof. Exactly. And I think actually that, that, that brings us on to the last point about, for me anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, about how you can command a higher fee. You've got to, you've got to be good at your job. So if yeah, you're here, absolutely, and, right. If you're, if you're listening to this and I don't know if there are many people who listen to real estate related podcasts, you know, and, and invest time in themselves and their business who wouldn't be good at their mm. job. But if you're listening to this and you're just taking photos on a camera from the 90s and you're doing it at whatever fee you can possibly get and your blurb is exactly the same every single time, it's going to be really difficult for you to make that decision, to have that mindset and to be that disciplined to actually raise your fees. So it is about, if nothing else, for the next 60 days, polish your shoes at the end of every day. Prove to yourself that it's actually something that you want to do. 
for everyone else watching at home, Mark's actually checking his shoes now. To see <laughs> I was thinking they're new, but they're, they don't. They do need a polish, but they're brown. There you so go. It's like that'll be just... on your Instagram tonight. Then I hope. <laughs> I'm not even wearing shoes, so that's the different oh, size of the world beach, that we're living at the moment. That's the beach life, isn't it? Yeah, um, isn't it? <laughs> but no, it, it's funny. I, I, it is. It's a, it's a fantastic point. And if you're walking into a house, I've got a view in it um, to move on house this, this afternoon. And I'm thinking, I'm going to take my shoes off and I'm going to have to kick them under the thing because I don't want the potential buyers to see them. And they're only, yeah. you know, six weeks old. So um, it's a very, it's a very good point. And the discipline, that's one of the things I've really taken from this chat, the discipline on it. Um, but you're absolutely right. You've got to be good at your job. And that probably doesn't come straight away. Not unless mm. you are super disciplined from the day um, dot to you know Im- improve you know we've had some good agents on this show who haven't been doing it very long but I think you know most of the agents that are charging two and a half percent I think probably fair to say have probably been doing this quite a long time but I think one of my big takeaways from today Sam is I'm going to sit down and say right if we want to charge two and a half percent what do we need to look like I think it's an exercise that everybody listening could do pretty quickly I'm going to do it this morning. You know, you know, I go into these meetings at half past nine with our team. I'm going to sit them down, make sure that they listen to this podcast, and um, we are going to talk about how we get to two and a half percent. I think one thing, if I can leave uh, the listeners with this, is when when you get asked, even if you've done a worldie of a valuation listing presentation, whatever you want to call it, and you, you chances are because of that reason of everyone asks, mm. you're going to get it right. My suggestion, one, it's a really hard question to answer if you haven't nailed that presentation, if you haven't given that pre-list kit, if you haven't questioned deeper and you don't have that relationship. So it's really difficult because you're going to be like, oh, uh, well, well, I'm just really good. (laughs) But anyone can say they're good with conviction if they're desperate, genuinely. Like desperation can almost like force sincerity in some people. You know, there's Mm -hmm. talk of commission breath, but I've seen people who have never, ever, ever needed a gig more seem more genuine than anyone else who's just cruising. So anyone when they need to can say things with conviction. But if you've done a really good job of that listing presentation, you followed those steps, you know, you've decided what you're worth. You've been really disciplined. You've given them a great experience from when it was booked to when they've asked you this question. I would ask them a question back. You know, why do you believe that we're worth the same as the other agent you've seen? Because two things are going to happen. They'll probably stumble (laughs) because they're just asking. But you might learn something that your competitors do really well and you could adopt <laughs> that for the future. Every day is a learning day. I'm just asking will probably be the response that you that you get. And I've got a final point um, just on the on the fees and what that 2.5% agent looks like for me. All of the stuff that we've talked about has been at property advice meeting and sort of the initial start. We talked a little bit about negotiation, but you've got to make sure that you're it sounds a bit cheesy almost, but you're full service, that you're asking all of the questions and it's not just to try and sell them things like a mortgage appointment or a conveyancing service, but actually you are, you've got to have the mindset that you're not selling them something, you're actually helping the client. And if you're helping mm. the client by asking all of the questions, they might well have them sorted. If it's, you know, a couple of million pounds and, and, and they're willing to pay two and a half percent, they are probably quite likely to have it sorted, I would expect. But you've got to ask the question because by asking the question, you are helping them. And to get to two and a half percent, you've got to help your clients through every step of their moving journey and then make sure that they're a client for life, not just this transactional client that we, we seem to have in, in this country. So you've got to you've got to build that relationship by making sure that you help them in 
the whole service, removals, financial servicing, you know, conveyancing, all of that. You've got to ask that question um, because if you don't, then I don't think that you're actually necessarily going to get there because you might be picking up, you might be missing something. And it might just be the 1% agent asks the question because that's what they're told to do every day, that actually they get the referral, they get the ongoing relationship with them and they win the business. Nailed it. Well, no more to say. I'm going to go out. And I don't think so. Say, I, that was good. I'm going to go out and decide how I'm going to go and uh, turn our businesses to 2.5%. So we are going to be much more expensive than the competition. And that will be, as I say, <laughs> well a, badge, a badge of honour. Um, I was going to say a massive thank you um, to, to you, Sam. You've given us some really good value there, some, some stuff that we can go away and implement um, straight away. So um, thank you very much to everyone for listening. As you know, we do this because we love our industry. We want to see it get better and improve um, bit by bit. If you do like today's episode please reach out let us know how you're going to implement um increasing fees within your agency and share this with, with colleagues and friends alike on social media i'm Mark oral he's sam hunter thank you very much for listening we'll see you again next week <laughs>